Hello, everyone. Real quick before we get into the episode, just want to put a quick disclaimer in there that the starter for tomorrow's wildcard game was not announced uh, when we recorded the episode. So we did talk through a couple scenarios. Um, it was just announced that it was Brent Suter, and we did talk about Brent Suter starting the game um, and our opinion on that. So just wanted to make that clear, just why things might not make a little bit of a sense. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. It was definitely a fun one to record. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bernie's Bums, brought to you by Cream City Central. I'm your host, Olivia. Uh, we got my co-host here, Ryan, and I'm just going to start things off. We're in the playoffs, and that's all that matters. What is the uh, saying? Does it go by the hair on my chin or the skin on my bones? You know what I'm talking about? Like what? People are like, no, oh, I have no idea what you're talking by about. By the hair on my of their chin, the Brewers made it to the playoffs. <laughs> what? No, by the skin on their teeth. I mean, I think. That's, that's it. All right. I thought it was the that's hair on it. their chin or the skin on <laughs> their bones. I was like, what are you talking about? I think I knew what you were trying to get to, but I was I was, lo- I was, was as lost as you on that one. I mean, but by the hair on their chin, they made it into the playoffs. <laughs> we're making that a new thing. <laughs> Might as well. I mean, I, I don't know. People come here. I, I hope they're coming here for the best baseball knowledge from Olivia. And they just know, like... Um, the, They're just coming along for the ride with you. Yeah, I'm just like <laughs> the idiot on the other side of the call here. No, you make things fun. You're smart too. Don't stop it. All right. Easy. As I what? I was giving you credit. Yeah, you should give yourself more credit. That's not, that's not what we do here. Oh, okay. Self-deprecating. Got it. Yes. Great. Yes. <laughs> Self-deprecating Me, podcast. By game 25, saying the Brewers aren't going to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. And me being proved wrong, which, hey. I love to see it. I love it, too. Like, I like when, you know, because some people, they make these predictions, and they will they will die by their predictions, and they will feel really bad. You know, other people try to get on me, like, oh, you, you guessed that the Brewers weren't going to make the playoffs? And I say, yeah, but, hey, I'm sure as hell happy they did, because. <laughs> right. I mean, been a Brewer fan since I can remember, and. It doesn't matter how you get into the playoffs. It just matters that you made it. Once you're in the playoffs, absolutely anything can happen. Yeah, it's a clean slate. And as I like to say, uh, we lost our way into the playoffs. Last year, we bullpenned our way into the playoffs. Um, so we're on a, we're on an interesting roll. I just want to give a quick shout-out and thank you to the Rays and Padres for beating the Giants and the Phillies. Um, shout-out to them, really. We couldn't have done it without you. What a supporting cast. Um Although, if we do face you um, in the postseason, we will kick your ass, so. You think? Yep, like, that's all I gotta say. You think Fernando Tatis is just gonna take that from you? I mean, if he wants to come after me, I would gladly take it. I'll take it for the publicity. You'll take the phone call? <laughs> I'll take one for the team. Alright, that's fine. <laughs> I'll take one for the team. Alright. Uh, well, what are the ra- real quick, the Padres, they, they racked up a four seed, right? Uh, uh, you don't know all the seeds, do you? No, I'm not a big seed person, just because, <laughs> no, like, I think you said, like, when you're in the playoffs, you're a clean slate, yeah, I mean, obviously, it depends on your season performance, but I think 
you know, if you get hot at the right time, you know, it's just who you're playing and it's not, you know, a reflection of how things are going to go. That's a good point. I'll actually, I'll pull it up right now just because, I mean, we got the World Wide Web right in front of us. We might as well use it. The World Um, yeah, the Padres are four. Sorry, I beat you to it. Yeah, we have number one, we have the Dodgers versus number eight, Brewers. <laughs> hey, hey. Biggest upset in MLB history or what? Hey, I wouldn't say the biggest upset, but like an upset for sure. Uh, number two seed Braves versus the Reds. Uh, that I, that might be a good series. What do you think? Yeah, that would be a good series. I'm intrigued with the Braves this year. They're one team that always intrigued me. Yeah, I mean. Just because of their pitching. Acuna, Freddie Freeman, Max Freed. I yeah. mean, that team is pretty stacked. Soroka. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, They've always been one to intrigue me. The Cubs are the three seed. They take on the Marlins. I don't. I'm not, Does that I, just seem weird to you? Like, every time I look at the playoffs, I'm like, the Marlins? And, I mean, they're a sixth seed, and it's crazy because I still am not buying it. <laughs> like, Right. It's yeah, like, it's like I look at it, I'm like, are you sure you didn't get the numbers wrong? They started out so hot this year, and I remember me being like, eh, could just be a hot start. They'll slow down, and they've just continually been pretty good all season, and I'm over here saying I'm not buying it. Well, and I think it. I think the Marlins and the Cubs are actually, like, it's kind of a funny matchup because both of them started out as some of the hottest teams in baseball and have arguably just been subpar like the rest of the league throughout the rest of the year. So I think, you know, if we look look back at like what the 60-game season brought us, it was like, yeah, if you did get off to a hot 20 games and then just played 500 baseball the rest of the way through, you're in the playoffs. Or you could have I been think the that Brewers. Proves that point. You could have played 500 ball all season and then all season long. And then kind of lose your way into the playoffs. Right. There's two ways to go about things. And then we got the four-seed Padres versus the five-seed Cardinals. And, I mean, I'm predicting the Padres will win that one. I just think they have a little bit more firepower at the dish. But Yeah, I would agree. Um, I hope they demolish Real the quick Cardinals. AL preview just because why not? Does anybody care about the AL? I'm just kidding. Well, you have to, right? I mean, I guess so. Number one Rays versus number eight Blue Jays. Number two Athletics, did you know that? Yeah. Number two athletics was number seven White Sox. They actually played today. We're recording on Tuesday, September 29th. Yeah. Giolito. Yeah. Hell of a game. White Sox beat the A's four to one. I mean, White Sox, that could be a nice upset. Seven over two. Yeah. Although I'm rooting for the athletics. Really? Small market analytic girl, you know. Yeah, but the White Sox aren't. What I do. Are the White Sox considered big market? They're in Chicago. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they have but, more money than us. Yeah, but they're not the marquee team in Chicago. No, but they're in the middle third. Fair enough. And then we got. They're in the middle third. We're in the bottom third. And then so. we got the Twins versus Astros. Number three, Twins versus six Astros. The Astros won today as well, four to one. Just a collective boo from the audience. Ooh. Yeah, we don't. We don't like them. Uh, and then we yeah. also got the number four Indians versus the number five Yankees. So Ooh, I, I, don't I like feel the like there aren't the one thing I do like about this year's playoffs is I don't I feel like there aren't a lot of fluke teams in this season. You could argue we're a fluke team. In. <laughs> we're a sub 500 team. <laughs> yeah, but like, all right. Team. Hey, we don't, we don't say that around here. But I'm I mean, saying I'm, like, ju- I'm just keeping it real. But I'm saying like, like were we expected who, to be in the postseason at the beginning of the year? Yeah, but like, 
Did we play like it? No. Yeah, but like, which teams do you think are better than us that are on the bubble? I mean, like the Giants, I don't see as being that much better than us. The Phillies, I don't see as being that much better than us. I mean, I guess so, but like, we didn't really prove it. Much. All right, Olivia. Like, for once, I'm being positive. I, I know this is weird. How does it feel? Do you feel good inside? Do you feel like me? No, I don't want to feel like you. <laughs> Did your voice get four octaves higher than it was? <laughs> I don't want to feel like you. I don't want the allergies like you have. I don't want the <laughs> the clog sinuses 24-7. Why does that always come up in every episode? What are we doing here, man? Oh, real quick. You know what I did want to ask you about? What? So, talking about playoff teams, the Indians. Shane Bieber, AL Triple Crown winner. Does it count? Like, are we counting it as, yeah. like, a real triple crown? Yeah. Okay, I've said this, and I'm going to say it again. I literally think I've said this in, like, four weeks straight of this podcast. Everybody is in the same circumstances. Everybody played 60 games. Okay, some teams played 50, 58 and 59. That's the point. Everybody played 60 games. And, again, it's always going to be the best player in that set amount of games, whether it's 162, whether it's 80, whether it's 60. It's the best player. And he was the best player in the categories that the Triple Crown goes around of that year. Therefore, he is the Triple Crown Excuse me. Winner of 2020. Because when you when you look at the Triple Crown, you're not necessarily comparing them to years past. You're comparing them to the pitchers of that year who are all under the same circumstances. No, I agree. I, I was just wondering what your thought was on the whole situation. Because, you know, there are people, shortened season, doesn't matter. But I feel like I've been seeing more people come around to the idea that everybody's dealing with the same circumstances. So... I mean, he still had an incredible year. He was still the toughest pitcher to hit this whole season. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just like, I think that's just been my thing. Like, even too, when looking at MVP and, you know, all the other awards that go out, and especially even like World Series champions, like, you're not comparing them to past years. You're comparing them to, the, to this year. And so everybody's the same. So there's no reason why they're any less of an MVP. They're any less of a Cy Young. They're any less than a rookie of the year because it's comparing them to everybody in that season. I like it. Anyways. I digress. Going back to the Brewers. Tough past week we've had. It was tough. Besides, <laughs> it was not fun. Literally, besides making it into the postseason, the Brewers have had a tough week. A shitty week. I'm just going to put it out there. It was a shitty week. <laughs> you can only say it once to keep us PG. Sorry. PG-13, y'all. PG-13. <laughs> From the one who's barely 13. <laughs> Shut up. Don't say that. I just like to say because it, it makes you feel old. We're Yeah, take it easy. We're just edgy. How about that? There you go. I like that. Hot, edgy teenage years. Hot topic edgy. <laughs> Where are we going with this? Wherever, wherever this pod's taking me. <laughs> Anyways, all of a sudden we become this like grunge podcast reviewing <laughs> right. 90s hard rock. <laughs> Evanescence Bring Me to Life opens. <laughs> yeah. That's the intro song. Talking My Chemical Romance possible. Yeah, um, yep, that's back together. That's yep, definitely that's what, the outro what song. <laughs> okay. Moving on to the, Oh lord. Um yeah, we only pulled out 3 wins. 
It's nothing to be proud of. Beginning we the week, we needed five. We really we needed really, five. We really needed five. We got three. But apparently, we got the least amount of wins that we could have had to make it in the playoffs. Yeah, like when we say we got in by the skin of our teeth, like we legit were like on the fringe. Yeah, that's tough. And yeah, and even worse news: Corbin Burns, our NL Cy Young candidate, went on the IL. Um, I'm pretty sure the game that he started, the game that he exited, I'm almost positive that he was pitching injured to begin with. Yeah, he was. He said that, or at least Count said, I don't know if he talked to him, but Count said that it did come up in his last start, um, but it was something that he just kind of worked on through his rest days, and then he was feeling fine about that until the curveball, I think he threw, or one pitch to Colton Wong. Um, and that was the one that kind of pulled it. But one thing I do want to say about Corbin Burns, unfortunately, he would have needed five innings to qualify for Cy Young and all of, like, the awards and, like, leaders. He got, like, 4.1 or 4.2. So, unfortunately, he won't be winning Cy Young or anything. So what sucks still- is I feel like I, the dude was playing so good. Like, he was so sucks. good. And he was finally starting to get recognition. Like, I was finally starting to yeah. see his name. On people's ballots. Yeah, and I feel like, too, one of the biggest things is, like, you know, obviously throughout the week we've had our eyes on the postseason. That's just kind of how things have gone. And it's like, wow, if you have the one-two punch of Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, like, no team's going to want to face that, like, no matter what their record is. And it's like, we lost our we lost our two punch. Oh, yeah, if Corbin Burns goes into the Dodgers series healthy, I am confidently saying the Brewers are going to win. Yeah, I really am, because yeah. the way Woodruff is pitching right now and the way Burns was pitching, I mean, those two are unstoppable. Yeah, they've been a, they've been a true force for the team, and it, it sucked. It sucked to watch him walk off the mound. And, like, and I think even, too, they were talking about it on the broadcast of the game, too. It's like, he just didn't even look right throughout his start. Like, the cutter wasn't what it what it normally is, you know. He was struggling, but props to him. Like, he battled. Like, you could tell he wanted to be in there. He wanted to continue pitching. Like, he battled, and, you know, all the power to him. Yeah, I remember, you know, looking at the box score at the end of the game. I'm like, wait, Corbin Burns? Like, this isn't Corbin Burns. Like, who is this? It's injured Corbin Burns. Yeah. <laughs> We're not a big fan of him. Going, yeah, right? Like, get him off the team. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, kick his ass off. We we need the Corbin Burns. Uh, speaking of more injury news, Brett Anderson was pitching great before uh, a blister took him out. It was it's so ironic that we were talking about that last week. Oh yeah, mine's finally And then it just up. Oh, I'm good to hear it. I'm glad. Yeah, speaking I'm of blisters, sleep. I had one last week in case nobody knows what we're talking about. And uh yeah, she's all healed yeah. up. That's good. But glad I did got through it. Just I touch did touch and go there for a while. I did talk about how it's one of the more underrated injuries that a baseball player can have. Yeah, on a pitcher. Yeah, like they suck because you can't you can't get on the seams. That hurts, and then you can't put a bandaid over it because then you have no grip. Where my it's really just a downward like, spiral. For example, where my blister was, I couldn't even close my finger because it would just keep busting open and it kind of hurt. Yeah, it's an issue. Like it's, no, as soon as as soon as he looked at his finger on the mound, my heart dropped because after losing Corbin Burns, it's like okay, our rotation isn't at full strength, and then. You know, Brett Anderson, he was pitching really, really well his last couple of starts. And then as soon as he looked down at that index finger, I my heart dropped. It's like, you're kidding me. 
Yep, that's the brew brew luck that we always like to talk about. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh. But his status for the series is still TBD. And mm-hmm. in and. more injury news. Love it. Daniel Vogelbach pulled something running to first. Um, nobody really knows what it was, but his status for the games for the playoff series is TBD. Yeah. I, I, one of the funniest things about that was Whoa. when... Okay, no, no, no. It's not about the injury. It's about like how the reaction was to the injury. No, I like I'm. I really miss Daniel. Like, I, it hurt me to see him in pain. Babe Ruth. Really love Daniel. Babe Ruth 2.0. Yeah, Babe Vogelbach. <laughs> Babe no, Vogelbach. <laughs> Babe Vogel. It's got a nice ring to it. I'm in. I'm not even gonna lie. It's got a nice ring to I it. I hope it catches on so that it gets on like the baseball reference page. Just Babe Vogelbach. <laughs> That's his nickname. <laughs> yeah, that. You tell me he would deny it. No, he would love it. That man would eat it up. No, but what was kind of funny about it is like when Council had his like post game, like we got into the playoffs press conference, and they like asked him about Vogelbach, and he's like, "Yeah, like I don't really even know what the injury is. Like he hasn't seen a trainer. We've just been too busy doing everything else." It's like, oh, wow. But I guess that's a good thing, though, because they weren't, like, too concerned over it, you know. Yeah, I'm but sure like, he'll play. Um, I'm sure they'll give him the DH and... Yeah, especially being the DH, that helps him out. Let him swing for the fences. Right. It's not like Because then he doesn't have to run that hard. Yeah, it's not like, <laughs> not like speed, speed was, was an asset thing. of his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, bright side, like, we just hit some downers on the injury news. Uh, we do have some bright side news. We do. We're looking at the glass half full here. Um, last Saturday, Brandon Woodruff had an absolute gem of a start. He threw eight innings, only gave up two hits, walked one, and struck out ten. It's beautiful. I mean, this guy, he's ready to go. I mean, we don't think that he's yeah. going to start game one against the Dodgers, but we see him starting game two, and that's going to be a tough one for the Dodgers. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, it was funny who his, because Wainwright was the one he was pitching against. And I remember I was not watching the game. I was I was in the whole of Steubenville, Ohio um, this past weekend. Would not suggest going, but I was there. Um, sorry if anybody's from Steubenville, Ohio. But <laughs> um, I was out to dinner, and all I could see was, like, Wainwright gets through Brewers in the first inning with six pitches. Oh, he only needs 14 to get through two, and it's like, crap. Like, this is not going to be good. But then Woodruff came through, came in with eight pitches. And arguably, although we didn't know Brett Anderson's issue was going to come on Sunday, he saved our ass with that because our bullpen was fully rested besides Josh Hader and, like, really put us in ideal position, especially going into the wild card series. Like, everybody's going to be fully rested coming tomorrow. You know what's more incredible to me than Woodruff's start? What is? The fact I have a feeling that, I know what's coming in. The fact that Adam Wainwright's 92 years old and he's still pitching. <laughs> okay, did not expect that one to come up your mouth. I thought I knew where that was going, but it was definitely not where it was going. No, but, like, that's what I'm saying. The fact that he is 92 and he's still starting games for the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, shout out to him. Really a testament to that guy. Yeah, I mean, he's a good pitcher. Like, I hate facing him. I really don't like it. Even it at, scares me. Even at age 92? Even at age 92. Um, other... He's as old as the speed of his fastball. He's a gentleman. Not even 82, then. Like, we're Not bringing even it down 80. to, like, 88. It's generous. It's generous. Who knows? Maybe if he gets back in a 
Who knows? But you know whose fastball is really good? Uh, I, I don't. Um, I roll this Chapman. <laughs> it was a segue. <laughs> yeah, I know. Devin Williams. Oh, yeah. Devin Williams. Oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy who's just casually been the best reliever in baseball and nobody knows about it. Yeah, that guy. Dev. Yeah, but. Uh, just one reliever of the month. And is officially in the Rookie of the Year conversation. I was so happy to see a tweet, a tweet poll, a Twitter poll today uh, from MLB Pipeline. And it was like, who's winning Rookie of the Year? I couldn't tell you anybody on that list just because I hit Devin Williams right away. Um, and he was winning five, He was winning at 39%. So Oh, pretty good margin. I'm happy though. about that. I mean, the person up next to him was at 38%. Oh, so that was probably the uh, Padres guy. I always forget his name. I think it was. Here, I'll look it up Crowen, right now. Crowenworth or something? I don't know if it was him. Who knows? No, I'm, Hold on. That has to be him. for It's NL Rookie of the Month, correct? Oh, yeah, it was him. Yeah, I know my baseball, Olivia. So as of 3.30, Devin Williams was winning by 1%. Either way, yep. if he doesn't win Rookie of the Year, he needs to win reliever of the year if he doesn't win reliever of the year like i we can we pick it can we riot so i don't play baseball but i saw a tweet from marcus stroman who is a known baseball player a known pretty good baseball <laughs> player oh my gosh wait marcus stroman plays baseball i didn't know that and he said that Devin williams needs to win these awards i mean Thank you. The fact, and that's coming from a pretty damn good pitcher. That means like the league knows about this guy. Like the media doesn't want to care about him, but the league knows that Devin Williams is a problem. Yeah, I mean these hitters and pitchers going in, they're like, yeah, he's a really good pitcher. Like nobody wants to face him. He's absolutely disgusting. His curve. We talk about his changeup all the time. It's nasty. The fact that we have Josh Hader in our bullpen and he's not even the most feared guy back there is actually a luxury Isn't it to amazing? have. Yeah, it's a luxury. It's great. It really is great to like hear like when you start like talking about the bullpen, especially the Brewers bullpen, and like Josh Hader isn't the first name that comes out of your mouth. It's like kind of relieving. No pun intended. Alex Claudio is the first name that comes out of mine. <laughs> Alex Claudio and Eric Yardley. Yep. Honestly, though, shout out to them. Can we can we get a quick moment to talk about those two guys? You know. Yeah, they Yardley, come in like every other game. Yardley is they very are underrated all the time. Oh, yeah. Yardley. I love Eric. Because of the success from Devin Williams and Josh Hader, Yardley gets very overlooked. Yeah, he gets no credit, but he really should. I mean, it's him and Alex Claudio, um, you know, they're kind of, they're very similar in how they pitch. They're just the opposite handedness. But, you know, those guys come out and, like, they could pitch every other day. Like, they're always ready. Uh, They can come in at any time of the game. Like, they've kept us in this. My favorite is the Alex Claudio outings where he goes like one inning and gives up three earned. I mean... That happens at least four times a season. (laughs) Okay, but that was because he didn't know how to pitch to righties. Now he does know how to pitch to righties. Ah, good for him. He had to learn, yeah. Because he had to learn because Rob Manfred put in a stupid rule that said you have to face a minimum of three hitters. (laughs) That guy's a knob. We've talked about Shout him. Shout out, Rob. <laughs> thanks, Rob. <laughs> yeah, thanks, dude. Thanks, Bobby. Um, Bobby, it's Robbie. Well, yeah, but you know. He's not Bob Manfred. You never. That just sounds do weird. That. The people that you call Bob are usually named Robert. What? What? Is this news to you? Yeah. What about people that are called Jimmy? Their name is usually James. 
What? I knew the William Bill thing because I have an uncle named Bill. Yeah. His name is William, but like I didn't know about any of those. Yeah, usually Robert is either Rob or I've seen it be Bob. Interesting. Most parents don't name their kids Bob. I mean, I guess I guess that makes sense now that you say it. Like they're not like writing Bob on the gift cer- gift certificate, birth certificate. But oh, yeah, like if if you're calling somebody Jim or Jimmy, well, Jim is a pretty common name, but like you're saying, yeah. calling someone Jimmy or Jim, sometimes their name is James. Huh. Ah, learn something new for me every day, huh? <laughs> Look at that. All right, moving on from the numerous side conversations we've had. We've really talked about everything today. Uh, we've talked about, you know, grunge, names. Um, we're also going to talk about a triple play because that happened. That was pretty cool. That's positive news for you, huh? Yep. You're really stretching. Uh, I, you know, I feel like, because there was four bullet points for the tough week, so I feel like I needed four bullet points at least on the bright side. Get the hell out of things out. <laughs> a triple play, yeah? Yeah? Like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. It happens often enough to the point where it's like, oh yeah, that's cool, but you don't really have to talk about it. <laughs> well, we are. There you go. Jay's Peterson started it. That's it, huh? That's all we got to say about it, right? That's it. And then our last bullet point, because again, I, I really wanted four. I really wanted four to balance things out. The bullpen is fully rested and we'll have no restrictions. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm We've happy. had like two off days in between. Like, of course they're going to be fully rested. Like, oh, hey, the lineup is fully rested, and they're going to be feeling good, too. Like, positive bullet point. Hey, that makes it five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I'm crying again. Can we finally get to what people probably, well, what they probably tuned in for, like, not to hear us talk about My Chemical Romance or Jim, Bob, Jimmy, James. But... The playoff you preview. You know what that just reminded me of? Oh, no. Jim Bob Cooter, who is the coach for the Lions. What a name. Just, what a really unfortunate Just an incredible name, actually. Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> is he still coaching for the Lions? I don't even know. I just know the name. No, he's definitely not still coaching for the Lions. Okay. Okay. Matt Patricia well, is their coach now. No, he was like the uh, offensive. He was like the... Offensive coordinator, like, special teams coach or something. He wasn't, like, Patricia. Yeah, sorry. No, I know Patricia. Jim Bob Cooter isn't with the Lions anymore. Did you just look that up? Because I'm definitely looking it up. I'm not looking it up, but I'm... I haven't heard that name in a long time. Oh, he's the, um... Hold on. Oh. Please hold. Uh, he, he's now the running backs coach for the New York Jets. Good for Jim Bob. And their running attack is awful. <laughs> okay. What people actually clicked on this episode for, and not the last twenty minutes of our conversation, is the wild card series. Yeah, maybe we'll have to put a timestamp in this episode. And you know what? I'm gonna be completely honest. We put a lot of fluff in this, hoping that they would announce this. The Brewers would announce the starter for tomorrow. Uh, they have yet to do that, so we're just gonna roll with it. Is that what that um, was? Fluff. Yeah. I forgot. Well, no, it was well, the conversation. Well, I forgot that that was the plan, so I've just been oh, yeah. talking out of my <laughs> ass like usual. 
Well, no, it's a good thing. It hasn't all been fluff. I mean, the triple play was a little bit of fluff. Bullpen's rested. <laughs> Thanks, Olivia. You're welcome. Anyways, um, let's preview yes. number one seed Los Angeles Dodgers versus the number eight seed Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers. The Dodgers, who are like 20 games above 500, and the Brewers, who are two under 500. But... But as you yeah, as you've said, anything can happen. Anything can happen. We have a Brandon Woodruff, and that's about all we have. I mean, sure, they have a Walker Bueller and a Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, it's funny. I was reading the Adam McKelvey like like Aunt Brewers inbox like for the wild card series, and he was going over through like the probable like roster going into playoffs. And you know it's like the second baseman, like third baseman, you know DH, and then he got, and then he got to the starters, and you know you expect to see like four or five names on there, and it was just Brandon Woodruff, and I was like, wow, that gives me a boat of confidence. Well, here's what I want them to do for game one. So the Dodgers have already come out and said that they want Walker Bueller, Walker Bueller starting game Bueller? one. Easy. Easy. I will. Easy as possible. I will end the podcast now. Please don't. If you, because then we're not giving the people what they want. You go I on. I guarantee you, they. I can guarantee you, they didn't want me to say that the bullpen was rested and that they were content with that. If you go on with the whole overplayed Bueller joke, I'm out. Oh, you mean with like Bueller's Day Off and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I've never seen the movie, so. Ah, uh, fair enough. Not no. that, not that great of a movie. But moving on, I'm. I'm gonna. Ca- on. I'll catch heat for that one, but I don't think it's that great of a movie. All right, well, (laughs) what do you want to see? Anyways, Walker Buehler starting game one for the Dodgers. Obviously an amazing pitcher, one of the best young pitchers in all of baseball. Brandon Woodruff probably won't start game one because he'll be going on, what, three, four days rest? Yeah, he'll be on three days of rest. It's definitely being talked about, but I think what you're about to say is what they're going to do, and it's definitely what I would want to see. So go ahead. Yeah, so game one, I really want the Brewers to roll out Brent Suter as their game one starter and kind of make it a bullpen game. But I'm not saying like, like I'm saying more like roll Brent Suter out for about four innings, kind of like what you've been doing all season. You roll Brent Suter out, then you throw Freddie Peralta, you get the lefty righty dynamic, you know, hopefully you can get six. In the best case scenario, you get seven out of I don't know. You get seven those innings two. out of those two, and yep. then you can follow that up with Kevin Williams and Josh Hader. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Doing that piggyback start with those two has been wildly successful throughout the season um, when we've needed a bullpen game or a game where you just kind of like, you don't have a specific starter going. That's been wildly successful. And also, too, like, if we get up 1-0, like, if we win the first game, which I think is very crucial to our success in the Wild Card Series, I think getting up in the first game is going to be so important. But if you get up one one nothing against the Dodgers um, with that kind of game, you roll out Woody for the second game, I mean, you're looking really good. Yeah, the only your, thing, your odds just went through the roof. The only thing that scares me is we are using four of our best bullpen pitchers in one game. But that's why you also have Brandon Woodruff, because you're hoping he can go six on his own. Yep. But, like, even, you know, even if we had Corbin Burns, yes, I'd be more confident. But, like, the the quad duos of yeah uh, Suter, Peralta, 
Devin Williams and Josh Hader. I mean, that still sounds that sounds like a tough thing for the Dodger hitters to adjust to. And it seems like it's yeah. worked really well for the Brewers all season. So, like, Any, that's what yeah. the Brewers' plan is to do. I still have a very positive outlook going into game one. Yeah, and too, and it gives, and it gives the uh, Dodgers so many different looks. I mean, you start out with Brent Suter, who's a fast pit or a fast paced, slower pitcher. And then you move into Freddie Peralta, who throws, you know, upper 90s. You know, that's a big contrast. Then you have Devin Williams with the overpowering changeup. And then you move back into Josh Hader, who has, you know, the high velocity fastball and the nasty slider. Like, it gives them so many different looks um, when ideally, you know, they're one pitcher may see the lineup twice. You know, it gives it puts you in a really good spot so their hitters are never going to be comfortable throughout the game. Yeah, but so like the Dodgers lineup, obviously they're pretty stacked, right? Yeah, yeah. But I, like that's not even the biggest worry for me. I mean, like all right, so the Dodgers lineup, let's go through it real quick. So like catcher, they got Will Smith. Um at 289 this year. Pretty good power hitter. I don't, don't don't give me the stats. Just list them off. Oh, I don't want to hear the stats. Yikes. Yeah. All right. I just I don't want to hear it. Let's just because <laughs> you don't like my stats. <laughs> that and I feel like it's just not important because the slate's wiped clean. All right. You know, Yelich oh. could come out and hit four hundred. All right. You, you know, know what? I actually love that explanation more so than just telling me not to do it. I like the explanation. Great. Okay. Moving right. on. Catcher Will Smith. First base, Max Muncy. Second base, they have Enrique Hernandez. Shortstop, they roll out Corey Seager. Third base, Justin Turner. Left field, A.J. Pollock. Center field, Cody Bellinger. Right field, Mookie Betts. And as their D.H., they have Jock Peterson. Yeah, but you know what? No. We have Judd Jericho, so. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> so, so Judd Jericho cancels out Mookie Betts, Jock Peterson, and Corey Seager. Yep, that's all. That's all, Jed. All right, and then it's all Jed. Daniel Vogelbach, even with one leg, cancels out Max Muncy, Enrique <laughs> Hernandez, and Justin Turner. You've got it. Right. You're pulling it right out of my mind. So the Brewers are good. right out of my mind. But you know, yeah. like if I'm looking at their most dangerous hitters, I mean, obviously Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, those are like the biggest names that jump out. Um, Max Muncy's been struggling this year. Cody, Cody, Corey Seager has been very good. So like you know, they do have that three-headed monster. That kind of scares me, but it's more they do have a great pitching staff that's been pitching good all season. That kind of that's probably the most worrisome for me going into a series against them. Yeah, but I've always said this for especially the last three years with how the Brewers bullpen has always been. If we have the lead going into the sixth and seventh inning, our chances of winning the ball game are at about like ninety eight percent. Yeah, I do like that, but we're also going up against a Walker Bueller. And a Clayton Kershaw, and most likely a Dustin May. So, hey, who says it goes three? Whoa! Oh! Oh! Who says? I mean, hopefully we get the playoff Kershaw that we've become so accustomed to. Yeah, and honestly, if he's against Brandon Woodruff, one, I'm gonna love that, and two, um, don't DH for Woodruff. Let Woodruff hit, and like DH for someone else. No, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not either. I think just think it'd be funny. <laughs> like That's I it. don't just su- funny. I don't suggest doing it, but I think it'd be hilarious. Yeah, we're going for shits and giggles in the game two of the playoffs. <laughs> right. Love that. No. Yeah, I mean, 
again, you said at the beginning of the episode, they come for really insightful takes from me and, you know, you're just there. And that was a really insightful take for me. I feel like much like the Brewers, their biggest strength is their bullpen. They do have a very solidified bullpen. They have Kenley Jansen, obviously. Oh, he scares me. Why? Well, first of all, he's a very large man. (laughs) What the hell? He's like 6'5". Yeah, he's huge. He'd be intimidating as hell to see walking on the street. That and like when he pitches, like at the end of his pitch, like he's on the grass. So like when you're facing a hitter, especially like a left-handed hitter, like I think of a guy like Yelich, he's talked about this before, where like when he finishes his pitch, he's on the grass. And so that pitch is coming at you not only at 90 some miles an hour, but it's also coming at you so much quicker because the release point is so much farther out. Mm. And also he's six five. Yeah, they so all, those are my yeah. They also have Blake Trinan. Uh, he's <laughs> been a good player for a lot of years. Uh, Dylan Floro, he's pitching twenty five games this year with a two five nine ERA. And then they also have Jake McGee, who is probably one of their more consistent players all the season out of the bullpen. Yeah, I mean yeah, they're the definition of an all around good baseball team. Their starters are good, their relievers are good, and their lineup is good. Is that is that why they're the one seed, maybe? I mean, I have a hunch. <laughs> I have a hunch that's why they're like twenty games above us in the standings. Right. But I'm not I'm not positive on that. But here's the thing. All we ever do is talk about how if the brewers all come together at one time, that's a dangerous lineup. I mean, no matter who's facing them. Yeah, I mean when all I mean, we've seen we've seen this season when for a lot of the time the relievers and the starters have been clicking and there's been a few instances where the relievers, starters and lineup is all clicking. And like what you said, we're a very dangerous well, team. And those are like the games where we throw up 19 runs or 18 runs. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, no, but I think, you know, and I think Josh Hader was the one who said this and. You know, the guys who are on the 2018 season, they they kind of have a lot. They have a chip on their shoulder. You know, they did not like losing Game 7 and how Game 7 turned out to be. So I do think if we do have a bit of a leg up, it is on that. Just because, one, nobody has faith in us that we're going to win. Um, two, we have that chip on our shoulder. And, you know, we've always performed very well as an underdog. as For as long as we've been contending the last three years, we've done very yeah, I mean, that's that's what the Brewers thrive on. That's the culture. That's the culture that David Stearns has brought us, Craig Council. Like, Craig Council, that type of player, he's always been an underdog his whole career. Exactly. He instills that in his players, and his players play with a chip on their shoulder. And, and that's why we love the Brewers, right? Hell yeah. So before we wrap up, I just have a few questions. We're going to do a little bit of a rapid fire, um, kind of moving into the wild card series, kind of. First of all, what is your biggest fear right now? going into the game like my what is gonna have you shitting bricks at 908 tomorrow my biggest fear is if the lineup does one of those things where we just get like two hits my biggest fear is that the lineup goes cold like we've seen this season because we've seen them get really hot and we've seen them get really cold so my biggest fear is if we're about in the fourth or fifth inning and the brewers have only registered like one or two base runners that's going to get me shitting bricks yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, kind of have the same thing. Except my biggest fear would be is if the lineup is really good, they put up six runs, but our pitching 
falters. Because I feel like if that happens, moving into the next, into game two and three, you know, the offense, they don't have any momentum to carry on. I feel like you get more momentum. If the offense does good and the pitching obviously does good, that makes sense. But I feel like my biggest fear would be if the pitching were to falter, but then our lineup is good. I feel like that leaves us in an uncomfortable position. All right. So the opposite of fear, what's something that gives you the most confidence going into the series? I think I'm going to go with two. I'm going to go with kind of the obvious one, and I'm going to go with um, something not so obvious. I think the obvious one would be the pitching. We talked about it all episode. Obviously, that's been the strength of our team, but specifically our bullpen. Um, But also, too, what I was just talking about, I feel like we do have a chip on our shoulder. And there is a little bit of a, like, nobody believes in us but us, so why not go out there and prove it wrong? So I do think that that gives me confidence of having that mentality because I think you know, the Dodgers for the last couple of weeks, they kind of knew they were going to be in the playoffs. They had this expectation. They're the first seed. So, you know, maybe they kind of relax a little bit for this series. But I think we're going to have, I think mentally we may have the upper hand. And I, I feel like, you? well, real quick, like Dodger fans, they think they're just going to roll right over us. Yeah. Like they think the Brewers are just going to show their bellies and just take the loss against the one seed. And I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I um, I don't see that in any major league situation. My, They're all my biggest confidence going into the series is our bullpen. I think we do have one of the better bullpens in the playoffs. Uh, we have a lot of guys that are pitching very well right now. We have a lot of different arms that we can throw at them. A lot of different combinations of guys that we can throw at them. We have the best one-two punch reliever duo in baseball, in my opinion. So like those things give me confidence. Like you know say Woodruff start, you know, goes a little shaky. Like I have all the confidence in a Yardley or Alex Claudio or Freddie Peralta, Brent Suter, you know, like the names just keep coming. And yeah. And I, and I especially like what you said about, you know, the different looks that our bullpen can give you. Cause we have guys from like all across the spectrum. So I like that you pointed that out because that is true. Like we have guys who throw everything to who throw two pitches. We, I mean, we have a lot of options. And finally, and lastly, oh, whoa, oh, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you, okay, or should we? No, go, go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. Lastly, what are your overall feelings? Like, how are you feeling right now? We're about like surprisingly six, six hours <laughs> before the game. Surprisingly, I am actually very optimistic. Hey, that's a new one for you. How does it feel? <laughs> How does it feel to be optimistic? <laughs> Feels like I'm going to get my heart broken. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, like, I I feel good about the scenario that played out in my head. With the suitor, Peralta, Devin Williams, Hater, game one, and then you get Woodruff game two. Like, I feel like we sneak game one. If we can sneak game one out of them, we just got to win one of the next two. <laughs> Are you serious? While I'm talking? Sorry, sorry, I couldn't hold it back. Like the microphone didn't pick that up. I just sneezed. Um, oh no, I the microphone for sure picked it up. Okay. Are you kidding? You don't think a microphone picks up a sneeze? <laughs> Anyways. Well, they don't pick up your gulps in the middle of the episode. Yeah, I have been doing that. Anyways. Yeah, okay. Let's continue. I just feel like I'm pretty optimistic. Like I just. I know we just need to take game one. I think if we take game one, I really do have a good feeling that we can win the series. Like, Because then, you know, the Dodgers start getting worried. It's only a best of three. 
Yeah. So literally, you just have to win one out of the next two, and I think we have that lights-out bullpen that you need to get through some of these tougher games, like these late-inning, grinded-out type of games, which I think is what these can be. Um, I think the Brewers have a good shot. I really do. Like, I, I, I might sound like a homer. I might sound too optimistic, but like you, we've said before, anything can happen when you're in the playoffs. Like, I mean, I'm sure anybody that's listening, you know, if you played sports when you were younger, say you were in the championship game as, you know, like the top seed, it's super easy to get upset. It really is. Like, it just takes yep. one big inning or, you know, one meltdown to win or lose a series. Yeah, I completely agree with everything that just came out of your mouth. I think, like, I'm not going into it blindly. Like, I 100% know that this isn't going to be easy. Obviously, you're in the playoffs. You know, this is the best. This is the best of the best. Um, you know, I know it's not going to be easy, but I'm with you. Like, I I feel really good, especially if we can get game one. I feel really good. Like, I, I for the last week, too, I've just felt good. I felt, you know, even though things haven't gone our way. I just feel really good about things. And I feel like it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, we don't have a shot. Like, I think we do have a shot, you know, regardless of what everybody says. And it's not just me having, as Matt LePay says, my brewer glasses on. That's me as a baseball fan, knowing how baseball works. Um, I think, you know, I think everybody has a shot. And like what we've talked about 30 bajillion times already this episode, you get in, anything happens. I mean, you saw that last year, the Nationals were um, the second to last seed, and they went out and won the World Series. So, well, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly the point. You know, on paper, the Dodgers should sweep us. The Dodgers are the better team on paper. But, I mean, you go into the World Series last year, like you said, the Nationals probably shouldn't have won that series, but they did. Yeah, and they're the ones sitting the Nationals, right now as world champs. The Nationals, yeah, now they're not in the playoffs. But, yeah, the Nationals. <laughs> on paper, were not better than us last year. No. But they beat us in the wild card game. So it's like, these things happen, and they can happen to the Dodgers. So why... Exactly. So that's why I'm going in optimistic. I mean, we're in the playoffs. I'm going to enjoy it while I can. Even after game one, I still... I'm not giving up hope this time. I am not. Wow, I'm going to hold you to that. Because if you send me a text at like 12 a.m., on Tuesday or on Wednesday saying like, we have no hope. This is ridiculous. I'm going to hold you to that. Like I'm going to pull up this recording and be like, you said you were going to be positive. Where is it? Hey, I'll hold you to it. All right. All right. Now I that think that note, just about wraps it up. Yeah. We're, so, a- we're so in sync. Damn. Yeah. We're really inspiring. I feel inspired after this episode. I really do. Yeah. Like, really good. Maybe I should start that diet I've been putting off. <laughs> Like the pants are one. the pants are feeling a little tight right now. If I'm not if right, I'm no, that, that's I mean, hey man, do whatever you want to do. Um, in regular fashion, you know, probably within a half hour, we will hear the starters of the game. So you may hear one of us pop in quick before the uh, before the episode. Um, but yeah, with that, uh, make sure you check out Home Sweet Ballpark. Use code Bernie's Bums fifteen to get fifteen percent off your order. Um, she just dropped the fall collection. Everything is really cool. Everything's based on playoff baseball. Um, everything's really cool down there. So make sure you check them out again. Bernie's bumps 15 for 15% off. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I've been trying to be a little bit more active on there. I think I've been doing a good job. So 
Make sure you check us out on there. Ryan, you want to finish us off? Yeah, go follow us on Twitter. Olivia doesn't let me have the login, so it's usually like... Hey, you 100% have the login with the Twitter. Don't even. I 100% forgot it. Do you seriously not have the Twitter login? May or may not have it. <laughs> Why is this the first time I'm hearing about this? Anyways, <laughs> go subscribe. <laughs> Go share, go rate our podcast, hopefully five stars. We do our best to give you guys a fun show week in and week out. Um, we love our listeners. We love the people that support us. So like I said, reach out to us on Twitter. We'd love to get, we'd love to start contacting some of our fans. Um, you know, I've always been a big believer in like, hey, I just want one big brewer community. Just a community that loves the brewers, a community that, wants to talk brewers, wants to be realistic, optimistic, negative. Like, we're here for all opinions, and we love it. Yeah, so with that, go Brewers. Um, hopefully next week we'll be in a great mood. And, yeah, have a great week, guys. Go Brewers. Stay safe.